Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So let's get on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to the show. The Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. Here's what I do. I talk on radio. And Sherry. And who are the most important women in broadcasting? <laughs> and now, broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Well, welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show. We hope uh, everyone is doing well today. I had, a, I had a pretty good day yesterday. I had a delivery uh, of uh, how many were there? 50 bales of pine straw to my house a couple of days ago. And pine straw is popular where I live to uh, put in beds, like flower beds or behind, you know, under shrubbery and that sort of thing. If you have a natural area, you put it in. You can't have it someplace like California because... (laughs) It would catch on fire very quickly, I think. And with all the all the uh, worries about fires in California, it wouldn't work well. But it, it works well here. And I've decided that um, I'm going to be the one that takes the bales and spreads the pine needles myself. Some people will pay somebody to do it, but it's very expensive to do that. So I was out there yesterday cutting the uh, bale wire off and then just dropping the the pine straw everywhere. And my neighbors came by because I got a big my big Tom Sawyer hat on. And they were going, wow, good for you out there spreading those pine straw needles by yourself. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And for some reason, I started to think about my first, because I'm, do, I'm doing actual work. You know what I mean? I'm doing actual manual labor. And I was, I was very proud of myself. I'm not known for my manual labor. But I, I just went back and remembered my first mother-in-law, Big Nancy who was actually about four feet 10, but they called her Big Nancy because her daughter was, you know, Nancy too. So you know how that works. And when I first married, I was first married to her daughter. I was very poor. We were very poor. And I was waiting to get into college and I took a job in a plastics factory. And this is how basic, I I was explaining to my my mother-in-law what her son-in-law, who is providing for her daughter, did. And I said, well, uh, I sit in a chair and a steel plate comes down an assembly line to me and I line it up. I hit a button and pins drop into the holes in the plate. And if it, if it, you know, falls right, I then push it down the assembly line to the guy who injects plastic into it. And then there's another one. I hit that button and I push the plate down. And I do that eight hours a day. I get 15 minutes for break and 30 minutes for lunch. But the rest of the day, that, that is what I do all day long. 
And she said, well, you know, Bobby, some of us work with our minds and some of us work with our hands. And I thought to myself, hmm. <laughs> and you, uh, here's are, what he thought to himself. Here's what he thought to himself. Hmm. Huh? Not really interested in either. Is there a way to get paid to work with just my mouth? Hmm. Yeah, that, I think and that's how I did get into it. radio. You're right. And then you right. found a way to work with neither your hands nor your brain, but just with your mouth. And you have made a dazzling success of it. Round of applause. Thank Yay! You. I think my, my father called it, you got lucky. But, um, you know, I mean, there were people that work with their hands. It was such an insulting thing to say, really. I mean, I loved her. But there are people who work with their hands and their mind. Many people. You take a carpenter. I'm in awe of carpenters, bricklayers, oh. guys who get up on roofs and they figure out exactly how to, you know, put the shingles on and all of that. I must admit that that job in the plastics factory, you, it can't get any more basic than that. It's you press a button and you push a plate to go down the assembly line. I admit that there's not much to using your mind doing that. But she sort of dismissed any possibility that one day, one day I might be working with my mind too. (laughs) Seriously. Listen to what she said. Some of us work with our hands and some of us work with our minds. It it, it just said, I don't think you're going to be working with your mind. That wasn't snotty just to you. That was snotty to everyone. No. Because I yeah. don't care what your job is. You need all of it. You need everything to do. Yeah, what right. Your job is. Right. I worked a lot harder with my hands and my mind as a full-time restaurant server. You know, like right. that was just a snotty and stuck up and mean thing to say. Because let's face it. I'm getting the feeling that your first mother-in-law was not a fan of you and your teenage bride jumping into adulthood at such an early age. And no, it just, probably it, it not. It had to come out somewhere, right? But she was a lovely, uh, well, I, I can't call her a lovely person, but she was warm and wonderful to me most of the time. I really, I really enjoyed being around her. Um, but it, it kind of hurt my feelings that she was, you know, in essence saying, I don't know where this is going with this one. <laughs> I mean, have a little belief. Have a, I was still a teenager, for God's sakes. Exactly. Exactly. And that was not a like that was an unkind thing for her to say. And you proved her wrong because look at you working with your mind and your mouth and throwing out yeah. pine straw with your hands. Yeah, pine yeah. like a, a renaissance. Pine that ain't no man. joke, baby. That ain't no joke. That's that right. No joke. Oh, you there should see ch- my yard. It looks Listen fantastic. Listen to me. Listen to me, Bob Lacey. There are chiggers in that pine straw sometime. Okay? Oh, yeah. that's, dangerous work. That's dangerous, that, yeah. dirty work. And you didn't that's shy right. away from it. No, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. I think Clorox will get rid of them if you get any, though. Put Clorox on What? Is yeah, that right? Clorox the on the yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, a boy yeah. from Georgia would know that. All right. It's Bob and Sherry. (laughs) Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Every day, thousands of individuals face the challenges of breast cancer with unwavering determination. We're giving away 10 strength and comfort breast recovery pillows from Check Feather and Down. The heart shape fits under the arm to help relieve pressure and discomfort after a mastectomy, lumpectomy, or reduction. Win one now at bobandsherry.com. Well, Bob, since you have not coughed up 
any of the photos from your Halloween party where you went as Ken and Mary went as Barbie. I'm texting Mary here in just a minute to get those photos so that we can post them up at Bob and Sherry Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I know you did. I, I saw the costume. Did. Mary sent me a picture of you in the costume. I know you owned it. And I don't care. You can you can speak with your mouth filled lies about how you didn't have fun and you felt stupid and you were embarrassed or whatever. But your face tells another story. Somebody liked being Ken. And that somebody is you. So we're going to get How many those times pictures did you get mistaken for being Ryan Gosling? Yeah, as soon as Mary sends Still waiting on that one, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, when those pictures go up, I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, hey, here's, yeah. a, here's a Halloween fun fact that I did not know. I just learned. Um, a guy named Doug Klein, he's a diver. He built a statue of Jason Voorhees, you know, the slasher from Friday the 13th. Yeah. And he anchored at the at the bottom of a lake in Minnesota, in Crosby, Minnesota, so that when other divers go down, they're not <laughs> by Jason. <laughs> That's kind of sick. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Oh, man. That is very cool. Somebody, somebody else did something like that that I saw online, and they, and they put the image uh, at the window at the top of their house. So there was a small window at the at the peak of their house, and you see that face. That's out. so creepy. Yeah, um, yeah. So, just in case you were wondering, I also learned this little fun fact yesterday afternoon that I wanted to share. We we have not made a Halloween jack o' lantern this year. Things have been really busy and had a lot of family stuff going on. And you know, when you don't have little kids pushing you to do that stuff, it's easy to just not. That's true. Um. Almost half of Americans made a jack-o'-lantern for Halloween really? or are about to right? make one. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think that's really yeah. high? Yeah. It is high. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yes. Halloween lot. has, exp- we've said this before, Halloween has just exploded. Pe- people love it. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's hard to get, it's hard to get Americans to agree on anything now, but yeah. almost half of us are carving yeah. a jack-o'-lantern which is why I am running a jack-o'-lantern for office in 2024. <laughs> Couldn't be any worse. I don't know. They got a bunch of pumpkin heads there right now. I, I feel like a pumpkin could get elected. So speaking of jack-o'-lanterns in New Hampshire, you know, the city of Keene, New Hampshire. Did mm-hmm. you know? I didn't know this. This was my other jack-o'-lantern fun fact, and then I swear I'm done. Um, Keene, New Hampshire has the world record for the most lit jack-o'-lanterns on display at one time and that, right? number, that number that number 30,581 <laughs> holy cow I would I would have given to have been there that night to see Keen light over 30,000 jack-o'-lanterns for the world record was was God. this all over the city of Keene, or was it at one place, like a parking I, lot or something? I like don't that? know, and I'm I'm yeah. really disappointed in you for not covering something like that when you were doing PM Magazine. Oh uh, well, like, they weren't doing it then. I would have done it God, in a minute. Wouldn't that have been kidding? amazing? Break, take us, take us live now to Keene, New Hampshire, where we're going to set the world record for lit jack-o'-lanterns. Hi, everybody, and welcome to PM Magazine. I'm Bob Lacey, and yes, this is a jack-o'-lantern. Maybe you have one. But in Keene, they've got more than one wide shot. They've got 30,000. And we're going to meet the people who are carving them and putting it all together. 
Mora. <laughs> Once the king, forever the king. Always the king. Oh my god. Morons. Morons in the news is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Do it. Let's go. Go. Bob and Sherry. Idiot! With Morons in the News. The Lincoln, Nebraska Police Department is searching for a man who stole hard drives from the Best Buy. The thief uh, apparently went into the store and stuffed... 11 hard drives into his pants before leaving the store. They have a video of the guy. They're looking for him. And of course, you can make up your own joke. Mine is... Well, I actually shouldn't do this joke uh, as a guy. Probably not. Are those 11 hard drives or are you just glad to see me? <laughs> you should have taken that one, Sherry. I should have, I should have planned ahead. And you should have taken that one. Go ahead and go ahead and use the line, Sherry, to see what it would sound like. Uh, are those eleven hard drives in your pocket, or are you just glad to see me? There you go. There you go. That's better. All right, Lamar. Well, people in Metro Atlanta community, they said their nightmare is over after a SWAT team went in and arrested four people they claimed were nuisance neighbors. Channel 2's Chum Tom Jones went out to the city of South Fulton on Monday where police said they found two stolen cars, a stolen gun, stolen IDs, and credit cards inside a home. Neighbors said that the people who lived in the home kept them up at night all during the week with parties and other non-neighborly activities. There's a lot of partying. They had an illegal strip club on the weekends. People who live in the uh, community said that they've lost plenty of sleep the last four months because of the nightmare neighbors. Other neighbors said that there were piles of trash at the home and people at the home was racing up and down the street in cars. They also said the air often reeked of marijuana. There was sporadic gunfire. And they even spotted horses outside of the home. They would get live horses. Neighbors had complained to the police, but nothing happened until the uh, the neighbors saw the SWAT team come in. Officers went inside and one by one arrested four people. <laughs> Officers uh, officer said that they saw a car with a stolen license plate and they followed him in. And once they got inside the home, they found all the other stuff. There were weapons, all this kind of stuff. Neighbors said that after the four people were arrested, they learned that they were actually squatters who were living inside the home. All four suspects are facing multiple charges. Can you imagine what it must have been like to live in that neighborhood? Can you imagine how many singles all the local men must have uh, gotten from the bank with a strip club? And what's the deal with the horse? What is the deal with the horse? I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, Just for information, Bob, they don't take ones anymore. It's $2 bills. That's the minimum. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. That's what a friend of mine told me. Oh, Oh, is that a friend of yours? That's a friend of mine. Yeah, a friend of mine told me. And today's moron, today's moron of the day, 41-year-old Johnny Yates was wanted by the Polk County, that's Florida, Polk County Sheriff's Office on a bunch of charges, aggravated battery and false imprisonment, tampering with evidence, all sorts of stuff. So deputies showed up at his house in Lakeland, Florida, 
after they got a tip that he was hiding inside. And when deputies arrived at the home, they saw a big dry erase board propped up in the window that said, Johnny Yates does not live here. <laughs> and the sheriff's deputies said, That's funny. Jeepers, a dry erase board could never lie. What should we do? So they questioned someone leaving the house, and that person said, Oh, yeah, Johnny's inside. So the deputies surrounded the house for an hour on their bullhorns. Come out, Johnny Yates. This is the law. He refused to come out. So they threw in some surrender smoke. I guess that's a smoke grenade. Four people came out running. No Johnny Yates. They called out some more. No response. They sent in a second helping of surrender smoke. No sign of Johnny Yates. So deputies and canine dog Dexter went into the house and they found Johnny who was hiding inside what they called a modified chest of drawers. So I guess he had taken the drawers out and made a false yeah, run yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the big takeaway. And you can see this on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. When the law dogs are looking for you, putting a sign in your window that says you don't live there does not seem yeah. to be enough. <laughs> That's my We're gonna favorite have to next part level of this whole story. Somehow. Wait till you see yeah. this sign. It is hilarious. Yeah. We're going to post it up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. Coming up, we have comedian Sarah Smallwood Parsons. The creepy, spooky season edition of Things Bob Didn't Know. And the human Satan has had his hands turned into claws. Wow. Mm. Wait till you see this. And sorry, ladies, he's taken. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Thanks for listening to the Bobby Sherry Podcast. Have you ever listened to the Bobby Sherry Oddcast? If you do, you'll find my podcast, Talking Lamar. This week, I talk about the biggest complaints that people have about fellow airline travelers. And if you're guilty of any of these, just stop it. You can find this anywhere you listen to your podcast. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Did you guys see the story about this guy who got pulled for speeding in Georgia near Savannah? His name is Connor Cato. He was doing 90 in a 55. So if you get caught in Georgia driving more than 35 miles an hour over the speed limit, you have to go to court. You don't have Mm -hmm. any other option. So Connor got his ticket and a summons to court. And was he ever surprised when the ticket, the fine on the ticket was $1.4 million? What? No, that can't be right. He called the court. He thought there was a typo. So he called the court and said, I know I was speeding, um, but $1.4 million. And they said, that's a placeholder fine that's automatically generated by the software. And the actual fine um, will be told to you when you show up at court. Dang, they're serious about you showing up in court in Georgia, aren't they? Yeah. One, can you imagine, like, your knees would go weak. You would know that something was wrong, like a $1.4 million speeding ticket. But now the other thing, Connor, let's, we have to take a step back. Dude, what are you doing going 90 in a 55? Yeah, he's going to have his license yanked. That's, uh... I think there's a, there's a certain speed. If you're over a certain speed, they just take your license away for a while. Well, here's the thing. Like, if you're going 60 in a 55, you can get pulled by a cop that just decides to make an example, right? Right, right. I've seen people 
going 70 in a 55 and the whole flow of traffic's doing that. But right. Chief, you're going 90 in a 55, you don't have yeah. a $1.4 million speeding ticket, but Bob's right. You Bob. in a world of hurt. Bob, they yeah. yank your license. Like, that's going to stop you from driving. You know, that means yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that? too. Anybody who's doing that. You only that, need that true. if they stop you. Sucker. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's Bob and Sherry. We are so excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. Well-marbled, juicy, and always fresh with loads of behind-the-scenes photos and videos, exclusive content including our classic chat room calls and our best of CDs. And best of all, it's just $4.99 a month. BobandSherry.com slash premium. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. This one goes out to all of those theater kids and fans of theater everywhere. Here is Sarah Smallwood Parsons. This is the song in every show that no one likes because it's boring. A song like Sentimental Man or Mr. Cellophane or Look, that woman's almost snoring I'm usually an older man Who wears suspenders and is long My range is limited and so The next three minutes will pass Ha <laughs> ha! 
Lucy. It's not a metaphor or an allegory or anything. I just really don't want to carry it around anymore. Oh, by the way, do you want to see my tap dance? That's literally the whole thing. <laughs> musical nobody likes and we will post that up at b-o-b-a-n-d-s-h-e-r-i.com this is bob and sherry true (laughs) weird stuff the florida school for boys had a notorious history of abuse beatings torture even murder of students by staff to this day those who survived and the loved ones of those lost fight for justice for those unmarked graves. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. Use the Talk Back feature feature. on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. You know, I forgot to tell y'all about this. The other week, we went to a football game, but not for the normal reason. I went to the football game because my Great niece, we didn't think about this until we went to dinner afterwards. She is Troy's, my brother Troy, that passed. She is Troy's son's daughter. So that would make her my great niece. Mm-hmm. And she goes to Furman University, which for our family is unbelievable. It's great school. It's unbelievable. Yeah. They yeah. came over. We were, we were camping. A few months ago, last summer, I guess, and uh, down at the lake, and they came over, and we're sitting there talking, and she's getting ready to graduate, and I said, "Well, and I said, what's your plans after graduation?" She's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to college." I said, "Well, that's great. Where are you going?" And she says, "Furman." I said, <laughs> "Furman what?" She says, "Furman," and I looked down the table at my nephew, and he goes, "He just he goes, no, 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 no. She is an ROTC." And she got an ROTC scholarship. Oh, now they didn't play for they didn't pay for the entire. Steve and Teresa, their her parents had to pay for first year, and they pay for everything else for the next three years. Dang, that is so oh, yeah. cool. That's huge. Wow, that is huge. So she had sent them. They asked her some information and whatever, and she had sent them. Uh, one of her things is she twirls a baton. So she's been twirling mm-hmm. baton on ever since she was like three. And so she twirls baton on Friday night at the foot high school football game. And then at five o'clock in the morning on Saturday, she's crawling through the mud with the ROTC. I mean, she's living both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Both right, ends. Right. So she right. gets a scholarship. And so they asked her, does she have any interest? And she said, yeah, I, I, I twirl the baton. And they said, we'll send us a video. So she sends a video. She is the only baton twirler in the band for the Furman Band. And the Furman Band is fantastic. I mean, it's a music uh-huh. school to start with. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh-huh. So we go down to see her twirl. And I'm talking about she's not just twirling one. She's not just twirling two. 
she's twirling three of them things, and I mean, they're she's juggling and throwing and everything else. And I asked her, I asked her when she was telling me she liked to twirl a baton. I said, well, "What happens when you drop it?" She looked at me dead cold, serious. She goes, "I don't drop it." <laughs> so. So they do. We do a pregame experience, and so the band's all there, and, and everybody's there, sort of a, like a tailgate thing down there. And uh, they've got refreshments and stuff, and they got a beer stand over here, and they got a, a little band playing. So there, while we're waiting on her to get there, the band makes an announcement, and it says, "Could Chantel please come to the bandstand? Chantel, we have your child." Chantel, come to the bandstand. We have your child. And there's a little kid up there. It's a little bitty kid. So sure enough, here comes this woman. And I know she's mortified. I mean, right. she's mortified. Just <laughs> totally. like, can you not take care of your kid? I mean, who yeah, gets yeah, their yeah. name announced through a thing? So we're sitting there and I, I'm actually laughing <laughs> yeah. about it, making a joke about it. And all of a sudden the radio, I mean, the, the microphone goes, could Lamar Richardson come to the beer stand? Lamar Richardson come to the beer stand. And I'm like, what? What? I don't understand. I mean, what did I do? What did I do? So everybody stops what they're doing and they watch me walk to the beer stand. And the guy goes, you left your debit card. And I'm like, oh, is there any oh. way we cannot tell my wife about this? He says, I don't think so, because everybody here knows you've left your debit card over here. And I felt like an idiot. So I started to buddy up with Chantel and say, listen, kid, debit card, you know, we forget this stuff. No problem. <laughs> but, but so we went to the game and I mean, she did such a tremendous job. I mean, it was it was just fantastic. We had such, such a great time. And when she came off, there's a little girl. I saw this little girl in the crowd and she's like maybe nine or 10 years old and she's got her baton with her. And so mm -hmm. she's watching every move that Anna makes. So when she comes yeah. off the thing, Anna comes straight up there to her and they take pictures and, and, you know, cause and Anna told me, she said, I remember being that little girl. And I remember yeah. saying, I want mm. to be out there doing exactly what I'm doing today. And it was yeah. just, yeah. it was fantastic. I mean, it really was. What, what, what is the deal time. with ROTC? Do, um, do you commit to serving uh, yes. in the armed yes. forces? You do. Yeah. And she'll go in as an officer. When she graduates, oh, yeah. she'll go in as wow. an officer. And I, mm -hmm. I don't know how many years. I, I'm sure she's probably got to do four years or something like that. But yeah, yeah. To get a that's Furman great. University, and if anybody listening, if you're not in the South, that's a name that is known. Furman University. Yeah. That's big yeah. time. I, that's big time. Lamar, that's a great, great one. Karamia, um, when Karamia was in middle school, we had a regional dance composition at Furman University, and I had heard of it, of course, but I'd never been. So we drive out there. The campus. Oh it's my beautiful. god! I've been there and, too. And so now, of course, that my kids are older, Karamia has mm -hmm. a friend who goes to Furman and told me, Mom, do you know that at the Furman Dining Hall, they have a sushi bar? And I was like, <laughs> for what they're charging for tuition, they better. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just great. It is great. We, we, <laughs> we had such a great, great time. And sitting next to my nephew, he's got the beard like Troy. He sounds like he's like talking to my brother. He's got the same wow, mannerisms. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's great. That's great. It was great. That's we had a great. wonderful time. Go to bobandsherry.com to nominate a teacher to win a three night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, plus round trip airfare and vehicle rental from Visit Florida. That's B O B A N D S H E R I.com. It's Bob and Sherry.
And now on the Bob and Sherry Show, it's another exciting episode of Things Bob Didn't Know, Creepy Edition. Thank you. Thank you, Max. Excellent. Yes. The dark, weird, and creepy things Bob didn't know. And let's start out with this one. It only takes about seven pounds of pressure to rip off a human ear. Seven Ah. pounds of pressure. I got to tell you, if I knew that during some radio staff meetings, I would have ripped my own ears off sometimes. (laughs) Just don't want to hear what this guy has to say. I would have held um, you down while you tore your own ears <laughs> off <laughs> as an act of friendship. That's why we're friends. <laughs> a woman in St. Louis was watching a TV documentary about a serial killer who tortured and killed women. I don't know which one. She was watching the TV doc about a serial killer who tortured and killed women when she realized she was living in his former apartment. <gasps> really? Do you, you even understand what a dream come true that would be for me or Max? <laughs> Seriously. Max, if you found out you were living in a serial killer's apartment, come on. Oh, yeah. You try to figure out which one was the kill room. Oh, God. oh that's dark. That was dark. I'm trying to figure out who my real estate agent is and get I, out. I would be I would be thinking to myself, I'm using the same washing machine where he washed the bloody clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know my man right. here. I do. It uh it freaked her out. Uh here's the next creepy thing I didn't know. There is a caterpillar, and I don't know where it's located, but somewhere I believe in the Amazon that is so poisonous, just brushing your finger onto it can cause internal bleeding in your brain and you die. Is that not just the strangest? And speaking of the strangest creepy thing, there was a guy from New York City who owned a car with the license plate 5V1732. He died on May 17th, 1932. His license plate Whoa. was the day that he died. That is a very eerie coincidence. Isn't it? Yeah. Very eerie. And, and speaking, speaking of eerie, you never stop watching with your eyes. Even when you close them, you're still watching. I never thought of it that way. But you're looking at the lids. Yeah, it's dark but your eyes are still looking straight ahead. There's a lot that goes on with human vision that is super um, fascinating and mysterious. Like, for example, um, you're looking around the room right, right now, and you're taking in, you're aware of some of the information you're taking in, but your eyes and brain are taking in thousands of um, pieces of information that you're not consciously aware of. And that's what, you know, that feeling, I just had this in a true weird episode, that feeling of being watched that we all have, Mm -hmm. it comes from these visual inputs that are coming into your brain. You're not paying attention to all of them, but your, but your brain is the supercomputer that is your brain. And when, Uh when there's something in your environment that could be a threat, it trips your amygdala, which is the reptilian part of your brain, that instinctive center of all those primal 
instincts. And that's the feeling of being watched. That's that part of your brain going, heads up, chief, you're looking at the tacos on your plate. You're missing Pennywise the clown watching you through the window. Isn't that interesting? Mm. And wait, wait, this is the best part. This is my favorite part. Even Mm. people whose visual cortexes are destroyed, people that are blind, still have the feeling of being watched. It's called blind sight. And it has to do with data coming into your brain. Very Just creepy. let that very sink in creepy. for a second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Let this sink in too. This is things Bob didn't know. Not things Well, that you Sherry didn't know any didn't of that, know. Bob. <laughs> that you didn't know any of that. That's why I added it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, don't mention it. We're um, friends. That's what you do for a friend. Yeah. Would you like me to continue with things Bob didn't know? Creepy edition. Yes. Creepy edition. There's oh, such don't make a thing. Us beg. As, yes, go do it. There's such a thing as hair splinters. Hair de- hairdressers deal with this all the time. After cutting particularly coarse hair, the small pieces can stick in you like a splinter and pose oh. the risk of infections, mega infections that you are unable until you are able to get them out. I have never heard of hair splinters. No, no wonder before. a color in a set costs you $350. Okay. It's, Boy, it's that's the truth. Fact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bed bugs can survive up to a year without feeding under the correct temperatures. As adults, the females can lay 300 eggs in their lifetimes. You're giving people the willies so hard because of the bed bug situation in Paris Fashion Week. One of my girls called me up and said, should I be worried? I was like, were you at Paris Fashion Week? And I didn't know it. Like, you're probably fine. But did, 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 you see, did you see the home. article that the flight attendant posted about what she does when she goes into a hotel room? She goes to the bed that she's going to be sleeping in, pulls down the uh, covers, examines all the covers, then looks under the bed, checks out the pillows, and uh, uses a light in certain uh, instances to check to see if there are uh, bed bugs there. It is a problem. It is a problem. All right. And finally, you can have a heart attack and die at any second because of a heart problem you never knew about. That is totally, totally scary to me. Thank you. Really? Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, all glad to know that. (laughs) Actually, um, I'm going to do one more. In a couple of billion years, the sun will expand so rapidly, it will consume the earth. And there is nothing we can do about this. I know that's a couple of billion years away, but it still freaks me out. It's trippy. It's trippy. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. A few things Bob didn't know. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. (laughs) (laughs) It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Have you ever checked out the Oddcast? We do new episodes every Monday. And right now you can share your favorite urban legend. The episode is called That Bloody Hook for a Hand. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. Everywhere you find your podcasts. She's done it again. Sherry Lynch named one of the most influential women in radio. It's Bob and Sherry. Sherry. I'm going to tell you guys a little celebrity ghost story for Spooky Season. This Mm -hmm. involves the late, great comedian, 
Joan Rivers. So back in 1988, she bought this incredible penthouse condo on the Upper East Side in Manhattan. And the home used to be the mansion of J.P. Morgan. So it was this gilded age, over-the-top mansion that had been converted into condos. And when Joan tried to renovate it, she said it was very strange. The apartment was cold. I could never get any of my electrical things to work correctly. She said her dog refused to enter the room for months. She saw strange graffiti on the walls. Anyway, gossip went around the building that Joan Rivers was having these issues in her condo. And the building's elevator operator said, well, I guess Mrs. Spencer is back. Mrs. Spencer, as in the niece of financier and banker J.P. Morgan. Joan Rivers called in a voodoo priestess from New Orleans to cleanse the house of spirits. And that was when her dog finally agreed to come into the living room. But then after a little while, the hauntings returned. And so Joan Rivers decided, well, the only thing I can do is make friends with this ghost. So she purchased a portrait of uh, J.P. Morgan's niece and hung it in the lobby of the building and would leave fresh flowers out for her. So about a year after Joan Rivers died, a Saudi Arabian prince purchased her penthouse for $28 million because that's the only people that can purchase real estate in New York now are Saudi princes and dirty Russian oligarchs. Um, according, According to sources, he hated Joan Rivers' decorating style and he was planning to do a gut remodel. So now we're waiting to see if he gets haunted by J.P. Morgan's niece. And there's your celebrity ghost story for spooky season, everybody. A a few years ago, I went went to a theater and I saw the Joan Rivers movie. And she is in the apartment that you're talking about. And it is gilded, gold everywhere. And she said, yeah, yeah, it's something. This is the way Marie Antoinette would have lived if she had money. She could afford it. It's (laughs) Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. It's talk back time. You can call us at 844-52-SHERI, or you can grab our app. It's free in Google Play and the Apple Store, and you can use it to listen to the show every day and all the podcasts, and you can text the studio and enter contests, and there's a little cartoon microphone in the bottom center of the screen. Tap it and talk, and the app will do all the work. Hey, Bob and Sherry. This is Dylan from Kansas City. Uh, love your show. been listening for years. I was listening to y'all talk about the yacht girls and the dudes fighting over the yacht girls on the boats. Me personally, I always heard that loose lips sink ships. So if them girls are jumping off of your boat to go to a different one, I don't want them on mine anyways. But that's just my two cents on it. And I reckon that's why I'll never be rich and never have a yacht. But regardless of that, I hope y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you. Here's the Heartland speaking right there from Kansas City, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what were the yacht girls again? What were the yacht girls? It again? was a moron. It was in morons in the news last week. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. These two bros in Miami got into this wicked argument at the at the yacht club because one yacht guy accused the other yacht guy of luring women off of his boat onto the other yacht, and it just I gotta say. 
very rich people problems. I never fully understood what the conflict was about, except that it got really ugly and loud. But I'm, a, I'm glad that Dylan in Kansas City gave it some thought and put it into perspective for us. You know, that's what they do. Right. That's what they do in the Midwest. They look at that craziness going on on either coast and they say, that's just nuttiness. You all should calm down and lead decent lives. Dylan is so right, though. If if she doesn't want to be on your yacht, let her go. Right. You know, yeah, let your right. yacht girls go. Yeah, you can. <laughs> There's more yacht girls where that came from. Yeah, you can't we change have a, yacht girl. Yeah, we have another one. Hey, Bob, Sherry, and Max, Doc, and Lamar. Um, so I was listening to I think it was Tuesday's um, podcast and um, and morons in the news about the proposal at the wedding. So I want to tell you about my wedding, <laughs> my second wedding. But my final one, I swear. Anywho, um, the, one of my friends who is a cosmetologist who did our hair um, was at our wedding with her boyfriend. And our venue um, was a community center, community center building for our reception. And outside was a playground. And the kids were running in and out and playing out of the playground equipment. And different adults were kind of going outside, keeping an eye on them. And... At one point, those two were outside with the kids, keeping an eye on them. And I guess at one point while they were outside, they were on the merry-go-round, and he proposed to her. Now, I didn't find out about this till after we had come home from our honeymoon. Nobody knew. And they quietly told my husband and I about him proposing. And I was over the moon. I thought it was wonderful and beautiful and romantic and sweet. And I felt privileged and special that they had done that. But I thought how they did it was perfect because it was private, it was sweet, it was quiet. They didn't try to steal from our day. Um, you know, they told us way afterwards. And it was just their own sweet, special moment. But, yeah, just wanted to comment. Not all people who propose at weddings are um, hate crime committers. Um, because they most definitely weren't, but yeah, in the case of that one, heck yeah. Bye guys. She's right. So much. She's right. Thank you for And, and that couple everything. did the right thing. They did the right thing by, uh, by being quiet. It was probably hard to do because it's such an exciting moment, but they did the right thing. They didn't steal the uh, spotlight from the bride and groom. And that was probably a very romantic proposal. Everybody's yeah. all dressed up. You're out on the merry-go-round in the dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that was really That's right. sweet. That's right. Lamar, wonder, you disagree? Nah, I don't know. It's the people's day. Don't be messing with the people's day. Okay, just don't do it. I spent a lot of time I, shooting weddings. Don't be doing that. I, I, uh, I, I video, 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 video yeah. shooting weddings. I just want to be real clear <laughs> yeah. about this. Yeah. He, he wasn't a sniper. I'm not doing yeah. drive-bys. Right. I'm not doing drive-bys. Be real clear. <laughs> I wonder if you know just the atmosphere of love in the air and the celebration and the couple smiling and all of the people supporting them. Just sometimes, you know, the heart catches fire, and maybe. The guy was going to propose, you know, two weeks from now. But because of the atmosphere, it triggered it, and he just went ahead, or she just went ahead. Uh, nope. And, and nope. did that. Nope. You don't think so? Anybody that's listening to this, you think that's a good idea, it's not. Don't do it. 
No, I'm not saying, I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying if it happens, if it's a thing. Shouldn't happen. I mean, I'm just triggering it because of that. Don't do it. Don't do it. So there's no, for you, Lamar, there's no circumstance where it's cool. There's only two people that mean anything on that day. Them two people. That's it. And it's and really, it's only one of them that really means anything. Because the dude, he don't know what he's doing. Everything centers around that bride, man. It's her day, Mike. It's her day. You can't yeah, snag that, that away. No, that you cannot true. upstage the bride. Are you crazy? No. <laughs> no. I love. I love that you are a man of conviction. No turkey bacon. Nope. Ever. No miracle whip. No proposing nope. to anyone at somebody else's wedding. Absolutely ever. not. Don't do it. And, and no should. margarine. Do you, not come you, around. Oh, as God, a man oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. With margarine. That's of Satan. Margarine is invented by Satan. That's what that is. It's terrible. And you, you should it's, have somebody who's kind of overlooking the whole scene. Is that the wedding planner's job? I was at a wedding not that long ago, and it was the moment for the uh, it was the father of the bride and and the bride to dance the uh, you know father daughter dance, and he and very beautiful uh, people, and he got out there and took his daughter's hand, but he he took his sunglasses it was outside and put them on top of his head while they started dancing. And I don't know who the woman was, but a woman who's part of the wedding saw that, ran over and grabbed the glasses off the top of his head because she knew the photographs are going to be forever for the video. She may have saved that whole marriage right there. She may have saved that marriage right there. I know, I know. Because he was just, you know, it's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I want to say hello to all the American cowboys with those 18 wheelers out there listening to the Bob and Sherry show, <laughs> rolling down a highway somewhere in America. I saw you all posted online together, a bunch of you truck drivers. The title was, So Many People Drive Without Their Pants On. Truckers are recounting the most crazy things they've seen on the job, and some are appalling. I'm going to read you a few of them, but let's get in the mood right now. From Bangor, Maine, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Dudley. It seems like a month since I kissed my baby goodbye. I could have a lot of women, but I'm not like a some of the guys. I could find one to hold me tight, but I could never make believe it's all right. Six days on the road, and I'm gonna make it home tonight. Ah, it's such a great song. All right, here we go. Now, first of all, there were 20 posts, and I would say about a third of them were, I can't believe how many people are driving without pants on. I... I guess if you're up that high and you just happen to look over, you see a lot of different things. But that's the number one thing. You know, I drive a sedan. I've never gone on the highway by and thought to myself, I bet that guy has no pants on. But evidently, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a thing. It's kind of scary. Here's another one. I came across this slow driver, so I went over to the next lane to pass him. And as I was pulling up, I looked over. Actually, it was a woman. And saw the driver was eating a bowl of soup. I think she was driving slow to reduce spillage. But I'm like, 
put it in a thermos, a bowl with a lid on at least, or maybe don't eat something liquid while you're driving. That's, have you ever seen anybody, they're driving along and they're looking at a TV or they're looking yes. at a monitor screen? Oh, I see that they're, a lot. Oh, I see that a lot. They're watching a movie yeah. that is yeah. just the absolute worst. This guy says, I'm a company driver and because we sit so much higher than a lot of other vehicles and drive through a lot of kind of crazy areas, we see a lot. Last week I was at a light and there was a man clutching his coat closed. Suddenly, he whipped the cloak, the coat open, and I saw he had two huge glittery clamshells over his nipples. That, <laughs> that's not something that you, uh, that you see every day. Or ever. Or ever. Next one. Not me, rubber. but my, my friend who used to truck in the 80s and 90s, he one time got stuck in the mud while picking up at an Amish farm. He was considering calling a record to help him get out. But then one of the Amish workers told him to stay put. About 30 minutes later, this Amish worker came back. You're going to love this, Lamar. With a team of six Clydesdale horses. <laughs> he hooked them up to my friend's truck and the Clydesdales unstuck the truck in the mud. It was weird, but also super cool. How wild would that be to see that? Did you ever see Clydesdales in person working for Budweiser? Oh yeah, we had them. We had them every few years. We'd have them at the at the warehouse, and people would come from all over. To, we 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 had like two thousand people a day coming to visit to see them. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's yeah, a big deal. It's a big big deal. This guy says, "I'm a long haul trucker. I've been on the road for 19 years. I've seen my fair share of crazy stuff. I was going through Louisville, Kentucky." I looked at the car beside me and I saw this guy full on playing the guitar while driving. He had a spreadsheet of music from door to door covering every inch of his dashboard. How he played the guitar with both hands, maintaining a speed of 70 miles per hour is beyond me. I just hope he made it to his destination safely. You got to practice. You can never get good at the guitar <laughs> if you don't practice. I mean, come on. This guy says, I was watching another truck driver get out of her truck. When she opened the sleeper door, five chickens came out. She brought them all to her chest, embraced them, and carried them away. I was so confused. <laughs> I guess that's her house. That's her house, right? This guy yeah. says, uh, you see everything. You see sex. You see people flashing you. You see arguments things being thrown, all that jazz. But my all-time favorite thing was I pulled up, looked down, and there was a little dog humping a Subway bag in the front seat. I, you know, I guess... <laughs> I might go there for Jimmy John's, not for Subway necessarily, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. My dad has been a truck driver for 20 years, and he told me a lot of stories. And my all-time favorite is when he saw a lady... Cutting uh, with a cutting board on her lap, slicing fruit like she was playing Fruit Ninja. She even had a bowl in the passenger seat in which she put the slices. She was doing all of this while driving down the highway at about 75 miles an hour, that, casually making fruit salad. That is I like a, a multi multitasker. 
That is a multitasking sports mom right there. All right, there it is. Truckers, we love you. Drive safely. Good Lord. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this shit. Making another appearance on the Bob and Sherry show is the human Satan. His real name is Michel Prado. He's 49 years old. He lives in Brazil. He is a self-described body modification addict. Um, He has just had three fingers removed from his hands so that he could turn his hands into claws. Now, he did say he did say he hesitated. Because he was a little worried that it could ruin his work as a tattoo artist. But then, you know, the human spirit, the will is indomitable. He said at first it was difficult, but it didn't take long to get back to tattooing normally. So some of his prior body mods and how he got the nickname the human Satan. um, He's had his teeth replaced with metal fangs. He's had horns implanted in his head. He's had his ears removed. He's had the tip of his nose taken off. Um, he's he's inked all over, including the inside of his mouth. The part where he doesn't have ears is very unsettling. I sent pictures um, to the Lamar so that he could have nightmares. Any any tattooed his eyeballs, his eyeballs, they're tattooed. Yeah. He is he is the current Guinness Book of World Record holder as the person with the most subdermal horn implants on their head. He has thirty three horns. Um, and lumps and bumps implanted in his head. He says he thinks he's had more than 60 procedures. About 85% of his body is covered in ink. And now that he's turned his right hand into a claw, he's planning to turn his left hand into a claw as well. He said, I have three loves, my work, my weight training, and my body modification. What are your three loves? <laughs> God, I really like French fries. I really do. Here are my three loves. My children, my husband, and pizza. And I need all ten fingers to do all of three. <laughs> Man, would you want this guy giving you a tattoo? No! I wouldn't want this guy within 30 feet of me. I it's so hard to decide we're going to post photos on the Bob and Mm. Sherry website and Mm. let me just say it's a short life and if you want to not have ears or you want to have horns or fangs or not all your fingers like Mm. as Taterhead taught us what you eat don't make me fat but but I'm just it just for me everybody's different for for me, that the lack of ears, like you know, what yes. doesn't have ears? Like a serpent doesn't have ears. Yeah. Caramia's lizard doesn't have ears. Um, yeah. So he he's had his ears, his nose, his nipples, and of course now the ring finger of his left hand removed. Um, he did a little self cannibalism, but folks are having some folks are eating breakfast right now. I just can't. No. Listen, he might as well get that ring finger removed because he ain't going to get nobody to put a wedding band on that fool. 
Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Lamar, I don't believe that. I believe there's Uh, some woman for him. He has a wife. You're right. Oh, he has a wife who specializes in body modifications. She still has her ears and nose, but she's, I mean, she's modified, too. She just kept her ears and nose. So I learned something about tattoos, and I want to share it so you can learn it, too. Um, Michelle says, I focus on black work and brutal tattoos. These are the types of tattoos where you ink a large part of your body. So I didn't know that that was the actual name of it. But like his, when you look at him, most of his flesh is inked uh, like black or maybe very dark bluish purple. Yeah. But y'all, Lamar, can you please talk about how this man doesn't have a nose? So that oh God. nobody thinks Think I'm about exaggerating this. this. He, no, no, he didn't cut the tip off. He cut the nose off to where if you find a skull and you you know how a skull looks with the, the, the two big holes there, he has cut his nose up against to where there is no nose. And he says that's a little bit of a problem. I remember reading this article. He, he said it's a problem. I, 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 I can't... <sighs> I just about lose my lunch over that cat. I'm telling you. <laughs> Boy, oh my gosh, people's, people's movie career doesn't lose his lunch over nothing. <laughs> God, it's um, a waste of food. <laughs> oh, you ain't kidding. Mm. You know, the reason that I never got like a little stud, like a nose piercing, I've, I've wanted one since I was a teenager, but the reason I never got one is because I'm allergic to everything and I'm always sneezing. The heck am I going to do with his nose? Which, Lamar's right, it oh. looks like those two vertical slits that you see on a skeleton. No, that's exactly right. I mean, he's perfect I mean, for Halloween. How do you even, you know, I want you to imagine, like, just think about this. Work with me, people. Imagine blowing your nose right now, but now you don't have a nose. How do you, no. how do you blow your face? No. Like, what are we doing? It's horrible. It's horrible. So he's happy and he's happily married and he enjoys his work and he's in the Guinness Book of World Records and he loves being known as the human Satan and he does have the most horns in his head and studs in his face. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm 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 like Carla. I'm looking at this picture and I'm just closing my eyes going, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know what I love though, and you'll see this because I'm gonna I'm gonna post this over to the Bob and Sherry Facebook. There's a photo of him that we're gonna post standing with the um, Guinness Book of World Records officials that certified his world record, and it is hilarious (laughs) because these are just a couple of regular guys in suits and ties. And, mm. and they look pretty happy. I mean, they're the Guinness Book of World Record guys. And standing in between them is an extremely delighted human Satan. And the only part of his face that you can tell is human is, is his nose because he can't, I guess, tattoo up inside there. So it still looks like human flesh. You, you just have to go see it for yourself. Oh, to each yeah, their yeah, own, you do. right? You do. Um, but here's a guy that doesn't have to worry about what he's going to be for Halloween. Right? He just rolls out of bed and goes trick-or-treating. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Well, I found something interesting. 
the Ariano Felix Cartel has willingly decided to bend over for the Mexican and American lawmen with the release of numerous narco messages prohibiting the sale of fentanyl. They've put these up all around. It's, they're sudden, it says they did a sudden about face. It's very consistent with the cartel, uh, the Sinaloa uh, uh, cartel. They've done the same thing to try to get law enforcement pressure to just ease up a little bit. Now, their communiques went through the usual hypocritical motions, though, of prohibiting the very poison that they didn't have a problem selling to anyone before. But now it says, due to the strong epidemic suffered, uh, epidemic suffering by our country and our neighboring country, and while being faithful to our principles, now this is the cartel, being faithful to our principles, we join the government's effort and the CDS initiative to eradicate the lethal drug known as fentanyl. It will now be prohibited to sell as it initially was from our company. In addition, we will also prosecute and punish anyone who manufactures, sells, transports, or crosses this drug over international borders. Yours truly, the Tijuana Cartel. They are putting signs up. So basically, you know the only people that can stop it from being sold is the people that when they say punishment, they mean if you sell it, they will kill you. So Here, Here's no the fentanyl. thing, though. Here's the thing. If the cartel meant that, that would that would overnight eradicate the fentanyl yes. crisis. Oh, yes. They, yes. could, they would do a better job of it with law enforcement. But why do I have the feeling that that sign is like me putting a sign in my closet that says, don't buy more boots? <laughs> it's just a sign. Yeah. It's a sign until it's done. That's what it I is. I ain't listening but... to it. But it's a sign. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it's Bob and Jerry. Thank you for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Have you ever checked out the Oddcast? We do new episodes every Monday. And right now you can share your favorite urban legend. The episode is called That Bloody Hook for a Hand. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast, everywhere you find your podcasts. Just when you thought that you have heard of every kind of cruise ship, this one has a roller coaster. That one, you can bungee jump off the top. Here's a casino. There's a day spa. How about a residential cruise ship that's going to start its operations in May of of next year, 2024? But remember what I just said? It's a residential cruise ship. So for $100,000, you live on it. Wait. And it sails around the world. And it will complete each journey around the world every three and a half years. So um, for $100,000, you can tra- you can spend, I guess, three and a half years slowly making your way around the world. They'll also let you buy shorter um, segments if you want, but the residential part of it is it's basically a condo, not, not even really a cabin. It's your condo on this ship, and it will stop at 425 ports, in 147 companies, and it is taking its sweet time to do it because it'll take you three and a half years to make that trip around. Or you can do like 35 days, you know, for $4,300. So you can 
do pay as you go segments, but 15% of all of the cabins on the ship are set aside for people who want to buy them to live in them. So for $100,000, you get an interior shipboard condo, meaning that you wouldn't have, you know, like a porthole, you're not going to see the ocean. Um, for $250,000, you get a balcony of your very own. There are some monthly fees, just like, you know, homeowner fees or whatever. Um, and it's not a lifelong commitment. You can lease it or sell it. So let's say, uh, Max and Lamar, you guys won the lottery and you decide to buy this $250,000 condo thing. And after, you know, you've traveled around the world at the end of that three and a half years, you're ready to go back and live on land. That's yours. You could you could rent that to people or you could sell it to somebody else, really? which sounds like a pretty sweet deal, doesn't it? Do you yeah. get to eat the cruise ship food? Um, well, so here's what I can tell you. They have everything. <laughs> you know I'm asking. <laughs> you, know, you know my priorities. <laughs> they, they have restaurants and swimming pools and live entertainment. They also have a business center. They have offices and Wi-Fi. They have a pet spa and they have a resort. So what I couldn't tell um, what I couldn't tell is if there are any meals included with this. Now they do have, they do have laundry on this residential ship. They have um, weekly housekeeping, so not every day, and you, somebody can do your laundry for you every two weeks. Hmm. But I'm not sure if you get if there's like meal if there's any kind of meals included, or if you pay as you go for that too. But I can see, like, I, Kev would never want to do this. Like, we, when we were in um, Florida at Cocoa Beach for our besties weirdo weekend, we, there's a giant cruise ship port, not like right there in between the Kennedy Space Center and Cocoa Beach. And yeah. some of these ships, they look, it looks like somebody took Trenton, New Jersey and put it out to sea. They're just so enormous mm -hmm. and they're stacked. It looks like 14 stories of, it's just crazy. Right. I could never. He, he was like, I would never get on that. That looks like a floating Petri dish. I'm never getting on that ship. <laughs> so I could I could never get him to do this. But I can kind of see the appeal. If you let's say you're retired and you've got money and you can spend three and a half years cruising around the world. Tell me that doesn't sound good. No, that's pretty cool. I had a I had a guy that called on me a vendor. Uh, he was a, a forklift guy and. He was, he was ready to retire, but he had some accounts that he'd been servicing. He'd been there for 50 something years. So he'd been servicing these accounts and they're like, they're afraid if he leaves, you know, they, so they say, look, you just work, you come in when you want to come in, you take out, you just maintain those accounts. We don't, you come and go as you please. So him and his wife started taking 30 day cruises and they would go, they would be gone for 30 days on the cruise and they would go all kinds of different places. And I said, well, how is it? He said, well, the only problem is when we get back, for the, for the first few days, we're all sitting in the, both of us, they're both, he's married. They're sitting in the living room and they forget that they have to feed themselves because <laughs> they were so used, they were so used to just walking down and getting the food. There would be something really nice about that. 30 days. Something really nice about that. Are you kidding? Yeah. I could, I don't know that I could do it forever and three and a half years might be an eternity. 
Yeah. Boy, to sail around the whole but world. You are going to different places along the way, and you can disembark at these different places, oh, yeah. I'm assuming. Yes. And so, yeah, yeah I could see that. Over four hundred. It costs you more ports. than that to see all those places if you went by yourself. Yeah. Airfare yeah. and hotels, it costs you more than that. That's right. 147 countries. That sounds pretty oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I, I like that. Hmm. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry are teaming up with Visit Florida this school year to salute teachers for all the hard work they do by giving them a chance to win a well-deserved, relaxing vacation to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach. Situated on the Gulf of Mexico, this laid-back retreat is the perfect place for our teachers to find the coolest shells in the sand, sip frozen concoctions, indulge in local fare, and revel in spectacular sunsets. Plus, each teacher and their guests will receive exclusive access to the Fins Up Beach club to enjoy the action-packed aquatic playground or chill out to the sound of great music on the sunset terrace if you want to nominate a special teacher or even yourself to win this awesome vacation log on to bobandsherry.com nominated teachers could win weekly prizes and qualify to win the monthly grand prize a spot to travel with us this summer on our trip for teachers to florida teachers we salute you with our trip for teachers to florida from visit florida and bob and sherry contest rules apply leave us a talk back talk back with the free bob and sherry app all right i'm gonna i'm gonna share this piece of news um it's a surgeon in great britain or a doctor in great britain who figured it out and it's blowing up on tiktok is caffeine an aphrodisiac and i'm gonna say no because no. if it was max and i would would not be able to work <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's true sherry I, I, there'd be no i mean you might have oh, a show God. but i don't know how because me, Max, Bob, Lamar. I think Doc oh. is probably n- not addicted to caffeine. The rest of us, if it were that much of an aphrodisiac, do you really think we could go four straight hours and do this show? Like what? But that's I have literally the today. I have literally this morning. I have literally drank eighty ounces of coffee. Oh my! Well, got, I don't have. I've got a. Tw- I've got a twenty ounce Yeti. And I drank four of those this morning. Dude, how are you even talking to us? Is Carla like hiding know. in the driveway <laughs> with that kind <laughs> of aphrodisiac? Action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this has, listen, I, I drank a, I will drink coffee and I don't drink decaf. I'll drink coffee before I go to bed. It didn't bother how me do you, Kevin can do that. I think that's your brain chemistry, you know, because. Yeah. Caffeine I can, is really I, I can yeah. Well here's Listen, what once it says. I got a carrig, I just it made it so easy to make. I just drink it all the time. I know, and it's because you never have that like, oh, that tastes bad. It's been sitting there for a while. Nope. With the nope. K cups, right. yep. I got a variety, I got a variety, I love it. So Dr. Rajan says that even though there's been limited research into whether this works in in uh, practice for men. The better your circulation, the more blood flow, the more arousal. And so it's all depending on the amount of blood flowing in your body um, at that moment. And he says at higher doses, like having a triple espresso, it, it's that vasodilating effect, which blows up your circulation. But I just, 
I, I don't know. You've I had 80 it. ounces of coffee, Lamar. Are you feeling it? If you know what I mean. Well, it ain't, it ain't making it through the cholesterol, evidently. <laughs> so you, so, yeah, I imagine what you're going to have is a big crash and all you're going to want is a nap. You're not going to want uh, that. Yeah. Max no, is a co- no. Max can put down a fair amount of caffeine without breaking into a sweat. Have you ever once thought, I'll tell you what, after that fourth cup of coffee, I know where I know where I'm going. <laughs> ever? No. But I will tell you that like the night before, I think about when I put the coffee together, I go, man, I wish I could have some of this right now. That's how much I love coffee. But it doesn't think- but I think when they said, Max, that coffee was an aphrodisiac, they didn't mean you were going to want to love the coffee. (laughs) I think that's what happens. I love the coffee. Some wires got crossed for you. (laughs) He's like, yes, I feel very warm and tingly for you, coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So this blew up on TikTok and... Some people are trying it out and saying, oh, yeah, definitely. But I don't know, y'all. Like, I don't know that I need to be any jumpier. I don't see how that's going to happen. I'm not so sure Folgers didn't uh, do this study. Although, if I ask ask my man what the best part of waking up is, it sure ain't Folgers in his cup, I can tell you that. So, yeah. So make of make of it what you will. Maybe try a little experiment. Maybe wait until the weekend when you can really pound that espresso and see if it works as an aphrodisiac for you. Or maybe you'll find yourself ending up like Max, whispering sweet nothings into the Mister Coffee. (laughs) (laughs) It's Bob and Sherry. Damn. Now let's open up. The Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Brittany, welcome to the show. Hi. All right, so Halloween was unusual in what way one year? (laughs) I had just moved to Wyoming Mm -hmm. from California. Mm -hmm. And we were all out getting our Halloween costumes, and everybody was buying theirs, like, really big. And I was like, why in the world are you guys buying those like that, like, you're not that big well come to find out like people in wyoming wear their like snow gear under their costumes you have to yeah well i was like no i just spent fifty dollars on this cute little tiny costume i'm gonna wear it well i did and i ended up getting pleurisy you got pleurisy what what was your costume what were you dressed as oh god um, keep in mind, I was a whole lot younger. It's way before I was a mom. <laughs> I was like the a cop, I guess you could say. A sexy cop. Very. You were a very sexy cop. How who old? Got I had like five-inch stilettos and a little tiny dress. Yeah. Like like most women in Wyoming. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Extra so how, popcorn how, balls for Brittany, I'm thinking. How old were you, Brittany, yeah. when you were the sexy police officer? I was, oh God, I think I was like 16. Oh my. Oh boy. <laughs> my oh mom, my boy. My mom was a single mom with five daughters. And she couldn't keep her eyes so. everywhere. So you were walking around the uh, 
Well, I was going to say streets. Were you in a town or out in the country in Wyoming? I We had gone into town for the said Halloween event. <laughs> Which town? Evanston. Evanston. Okay. It's like three miles from the Utah border. It's like the very first town at the very bottom of Wyoming. <laughs> wow. I've been to Evanston. At least Evanston has some opportunities for trick-or-treating. There's like a town in Evanston. Yeah, there is. There's um, like a whole little community, and everybody knows everybody. So needless to say, when I didn't come to school, everybody knew why. So there you were tottering along in your five-inch stilettos with your handcuffs dangling off your belt while all your oh. friends were dressed in snow gear. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely an eye-opener needless to say every year after that i dressed accordingly <laughs> there's an awful lot of like abominable snow monsters and bigfoots as i remember when i was trick-or-treating back there, there because there that's what is. yeah because, because those costumes yeah them that way yeah where, where when I did started having kids i put their snowsuits under their costumes so my kids looked walking around looking like the little michelin man where exactly. did the sexy costume thing start how do you, how do you think that started because you got your sexy nurse, your sexy police woman. It's all Spencer's fault. <laughs> you know, I think that's a really solid theory you got going there, Brittany. From where? Spencer's. Spencer's gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might have started out as lingerie, and then some women were brave enough to strut down the street and six feet of snow in them. <laughs> if I wasn't a hot dog, because my hot dog suit is, number one, very flattering and brings me joy. But if I was not a hot dog, you can see a picture of Bob and I in our costumes at um, bobandcherry.com on our Facebook. I was going to be the sexy lunch lady. Um, <laughs> I was going to wear like a mint green uniform and a hairnet yeah. and carry a big spoon. <laughs> and I was going to bring the sexy to that chili mac. Like nobody brings sexy. Maybe That's next a year. That's good idea. Okay, next you year. You live in Wyoming, right? Yes, I know exactly so you, what you're talking about. So you will understand when I say that same year, my mom and her friend and her friend's husband all dressed up as like a group costume. He dressed up as a pimp and my mom and her best friend dressed up as sheep. A pimp and sheep? Yes. Sherry, it was oh, Wyoming. It's Wyoming. Oh, it's Wyoming. my God. Oh, my mom and her friend dressed up in, like, black sweatsuits, and they had cotton glued all over them with their little sheep faces and ears, and he dressed up as a Wyoming pimp. You know what, Brittany? Uh, in the part of Wyoming I lived in, I lived way north of you up near Jackson in a tiny town okay. that was so, like, holy Mormon that we could not have gotten away with that. We long suspected people down your way in the state were more cosmopolitan, and it turns out to be true. The Mormons would say that's very bad. Very bad. No popcorn balls true. for you. I, I didn't I'm just, get any that year either, so Brit I guess it was even. Brittany, I'm just curious. Your mother has five daughters, and she's a single mom, and she leaves California to go to... Evanston, Wyoming. Why? Did you have Wyoming. family there? Um, yeah, I actually moved there with my grandparents, who followed my uncle for the oil rig. Oh, oh okay. Okay, right, okay. now it makes sense. Yeah. Moved, and now my entire family just moved to Ohio. Like me, my family, my husband, my kids, my mom, her husband, Everyone. and all four of my sisters. These, well, I'm these really, people travel together. Like in covered wagons. Well, we had to. Brittany, I'm really glad that your people did leave California and will go to Wyoming and then go to Ohio. Because we'd never have you as a listener any other that's way. Right. We're not on the yeah, air in Evanston, right. Wyoming. I know. And I love this show. I listen to it every morning. And my kids, my kids catch part of it on their way to school. And she's like, Mommy, that guy's hilarious. Oh. Which one is he talking about? There are three. <laughs> She's talking about 
talking about you. Oh, oh that look is at so you getting sweet. a compliment. Him's getting yeah, a compliment right now. So him nice. is. That is so nice. I think my son has a little crush on you, Sherry. Well, you're raising him right. And based on uh, the stories you've told me about his grandma, it all makes sense to me now. Thanks, Brittany. Happy you have Halloween. a great Halloween Thank with your you. kitties. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. Well, Halloween is right around the corner, so get ready for that whole extraordinary razor blade in the candy warning that's going to be going everywhere. I saw this uh, 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 in the paper said, Westville police issued a familiar warning about razor blades found in candy. They had someone call in from the pumpkin fest on uh, other weekend. They had a pumpkin fest. Lady calls in and says she found a wrapped razor blade within the candy her child had collected at the festival. So the Westfield police put out a statement that said that we are unable to prove or disprove this allegation, but in an abundance of caution, if you attended the pumpkin fest, please thoroughly inspect the candy. But they go on to say every single year since the history of ever, we have had multiple reports of cases like this and never, ever has it ended up being true. Um, I really hope this is the case here, too. They say for decades, allegations of razor blades and candy are the newer version of candy being uh, replaced by cannabis edibles and all kinds of stuff. This has been going on for 40 years, and there has never, ever been a documented case of this ever happening. So I guess be cautious, but if you find one, you'll be the first one to ever actually find one. This has been going on since I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, same. Well, same. And they and they said they would put it in apples. Now, who is the neighbor? Yeah. Who in your neighborhood gave out apples? Because they were not the popular na- neighborhood uh, neighbor. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Hey, These hey, kids don't want no fruit. <laughs> listen, hey folks, you can put hand grenades in those apples. Nobody's biting into them. Can I tell you one <laughs> other thing? No worries. Have you bought some razor blades? Because I have. That's an expensive prank you're playing right there. Yeah. I would consider it, it. I would consider it a jackpot if I found razor blades in anything. <laughs> That's a very good Bonus. point. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review. And maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day. And here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are one in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.